Welcome to the European Heart Journal Case Report Podcasts, Episode 9. I am Dr. Thomas Craven, Podcast Editor and Cardiology Registrar. In this podcast, I'm going to discuss a case report by Ashley Bun Xian Lo, Kayan Leong, Anand Sharma, and Ernesto Oakley from Ballarat Health Services Australia. And the case report is titled Tacacrylor Associated Ventricular Pauses, a case report and literature review. In this podcast, I present a case report of a patient admitted with a non-ST elevation myocardial infarction who develops ventricular pauses after treatment with Tigacrylor and discuss the case as well as discuss the literature review into Tigacrylor-associated bradyarrhythmia presented by the authors. The case report. The case report describes a 59-year-old female patient with a past medical history of hypertension, hypercholesterolemia, asthma, gastroesophageal reflux disease and depression who presented with intermittent chest pain. Her other cardiovascular risk factors included an elevated body mass index and an impaired glucose tolerance. Her admission ECG was normal with no ischemic changes or conduction defects. Her peak troponin was elevated at 0.31 micrograms per litre with the normal range being less than 0.04 micrograms per litre. Her echocardiogram was normal. The patient had coronary angiography via radial approach and a non-dominant left circumflex artery had a long 80% stenosis in the mid-vessel. This was treated with a Synergy 3.0 by 24mm drug-eluting stent and Timmy 3 flow was restored. The patient had moderate diffuse left anterior descending artery disease and an unobstructed right coronary artery. The patient was loaded on Ticacrylor 180mg at the conclusion of the procedure. Three hours later, on coronary care, the patient began with breathlessness and had four ventricular pauses observed on telemetry, with the longest being 18.5 seconds. The pauses occurred over a 20 minute period, with the patient suffering intermittent lapses of consciousness and thus a temporary pacing wire was inserted via the right femoral vein. Importantly, there was no personal past medical history or family history of syncope. With no alternative cause deemed, the patient's tigacrylor was stopped and switched to clopidogrel, as this was assumed to be tigacrylor-associated bradyarrhythmia. The patient subsequently had no further bradyarrhythmic episodes over the following 24 hours, and thus the temporary pacing wire was removed. The patient was then discharged with an implantable loop recorder in situ and with no rate-limiting medications. The patient was stable over the following 12 months with no arrhythmias detected. Now on to the discussion. Since the PLATO trial demonstrated reduced rates of death from vascular causes, myocardial infarction or stroke without a significant increase in the rate of overall major bleeding when compared with clopidogrel, tigacrylor has gained widespread use. It has since been advised for use with aspirin in the setting of acute coronary syndrome regardless of the initial treatment strategy in the 2017 European Society of Cardiology's focused update on dual antiplatelet therapy in coronary artery disease. Ticacrylor is an oral, non-thinopyridine, P2Y12 inhibiting agent. It has a reversible, direct action on the receptor and provides faster, greater and more consistent platelet inhibition than clopidogrel. Ticacrylor is rapidly absorbed, reaching peak plasma concentration at 1.5 hours and achieving peak inhibition of platelet aggregation at 2 hours after the oral loading dose with 180mg. The mechanism of Ticacrylor-associated bradyarrhythmia is likely due to inhibition of adenosine reuptake, which the case report explains in further detail, but is in simple terms because ticacrylor is structurally similar to adenosine and can thus inhibit adenosine reuptake. I would advise reading the case report and its referenced papers for further details. 
Interestingly, the instance of bradyarrhythmias in clinical bradyarrhythmic events in patients with acute coronary syndromes was assessed in the Continuous Electrocardiographic Assessment PLATO substudy. In this substudy, 2,098 patients were assessed, prospectively, after treatment randomization to Tegacrelor or Clopidogrel. Patients had one week or one month ECG monitoring or both. There was a significant increase in ventricular pauses greater than 3 seconds in the Tegacrelor treated group during the first week, but at one month the incident decreased and was no longer significantly different from Clopidogrel. There was also no significant difference in episodes of syncope, pacemaker placement or cardiac arrest between both treatment groups. In this publication, the authors present 10 other published case reports of Tegacrelor-associated bradyarrhythmia, in which all cases occurred in patients with acute coronary syndrome. 7 of the 10 patients were on pre-existing beta blocker therapy, and 7 of the 10 patients also had pre-existing conduction disease on a baseline ECG. Of the patients with pre-morbid ECG conduction abnormalities, 2 of the patients required permanent pacemaker insertion, as they had persistence of heart block despite discontinuation of Tegacrelor. Now to go back to the case report. The rationale for diagnosing Tigacrylor associated bradyarrhythmia in this case includes The symptoms occurred 3 hours after loading dose, which is consistent with peak plasma dosage. The patient had no prior or family history of syncope. Neither did she have any conduction abnormalities on a pre-procedural ECG. She was on no rate-limiting medications, and the patient also had no recurrence in bradyarrhythmic events after discontinuation of Tigacrylor. In conclusion, the authors present a case report of Tegacrelor-associated bradyarrhythmia, as well as a literature review including 10 other case reports of Tegacrelor-associated bradyarrhythmia and an explanation of the likely mechanisms involved. Learning points Tegacrelor-associated bradyarrhythmia is rare. The mechanism is likely related to the structural similarities between Tegacrelor and adenosine, but is not yet fully explained. Patients treated with Tegacrelor are more prone to ventricular pauses than those treated with clopidogrel, in the first week of treatment, and this is as shown by the PLATO substudy trial discussed in this podcast. However, this did not translate into more adverse events or pacemaker insertions. Thank you for listening to the European Heart Journal Case Report podcasts. Please visit the European Heart Journal Case Report website at academic.oup.com forward slash EHJCR to read this case report in full and references used to create this podcast and view other case reports. I hope you will listen to future episodes for more interesting cases. I have been Dr. Thomas Craven and this music is Computer by State Shirt.